0: And welcome to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today we're doing something a little special and we're going to go back to season one, episode one of Riverdale and talk about the first ever episode for anyone who is joining our podcast for the first time or who maybe just wants a refresh and go back before the season three, part two starts up again after the mid-season break. And today we actually have two people with me. So Kirsten is here. Hello. (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) Yes, fresh into 2019, and today we also have my friend Hannah, who is going to be joining us. Hannah Elam, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Celebrating the new year, it's all good.
0: Yeah, so we have some new voices, and we're really excited to talk about season one. I can't even remember how long ago it's been since I, before re-watching this episode, since I had seen it. Actually, probably not that long because I marathoned the whole thing, and then I watched it with my sister and my mom recently. So probably only like two months ago is when I saw Riverdale episode one. Once you're watching season three, it really takes you back. It is it is a world of a different show. You know, I thought it was ridiculous back then, but boy, how times have changed.
2: <laughs> well, that was – I was re-watching again today because it had been – over a week since I rewatched it. And I famously never take notes. Um, And I was like, oh, wow, there is some crazy stuff that happens. And then I was thinking back to what things are like in current day Riverdale. And I was like, oh, no, this is fine. This is not crazy at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hannah,
1: when did you first watch Riverdale? What's your Riverdale story? So I started watching Riverdale in the summer of 2017. So last summer when it came on Netflix. And you know, growing up, I definitely liked watching The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. So I was like, okay, Cole Sprouse is in this. Let's give it a try. I thought you were going to be like,
0: oh, growing up, I read Archie Comics. But no, <laughs> no, you're just coming here for Sprouse Corner like I am.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. So <laughs> so I wanted to watch it and figured I'd give it a try.
0: Yeah. So you actually started a lot because I didn't watch it originally until the summer of 2018. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, oh I, I discovered it. Fake fan. It. <laughs> yeah, look, I have never claimed to be a day one stan, but, you know, it hooked me from the first episode. Probably the only one here who actually owns the seasons on DVD, so I don't think that you should be advertising that. <laughs> I think, d- look,
1: DVDs are coming back. <laughs> no. I, I enjoy having DVDs, but what I don't understand is that you... Ordered the DVDs before even having seen the show. No, I watched the first two episodes of Riverdale, and then I bought both season one and season
0: two. Okay. DVD, so. <laughs> okay, but Netflix has it. Well, like <laughs> I don't, I don't have Netflix. All right, one day. I'll enter that realm.
2: You don't know anyone who has a Netflix you can use? I have... I didn't say I'm not using Netflix. (laughs) So you do have Netflix. It's... I... The
0: bad part is... And, like, I own all of the Harry Potter DVDs. But over winter break, my family wanted to watch the Harry Potter movies. And I forgot to bring them home. So we just had to buy them on YouTube. And we watched them on YouTube. So...
1: In you know? January, they're coming on to Netflix. So wow. you guys really well, missed the mark there.
0: No, Netflix missed the mark. Everyone wants to watch Harry Potter movies at Christmas time, not in January. Well, I thought
2: they did like a TV marathon of Harry Potter every Christmas without fail.
0: They used to on ABC Family, but then ABC Family, yeah, Freeform. ABC Family changed to Freeform, yeah. and they kind of stopped doing that. So well, I don't understand what any of those words. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so for any of you who are joining us for the first time. We currently are talking about season three of Riverdale as it's airing, but we really wanted to go back to season one and just, you know, a part of me feels like I haven't completed everything unless we do the whole series. So eventually we're hoping to do all of season one and season two. But now that there's a nice little break, we had some time to start season one. So haven't come out with a complete release schedule yet, but hopefully around once a week or so we'll be able to get these season one episodes out. For anyone who's joining us, and probably some of you who are listening have just seen the show, or maybe not seen the show yet, but want to get into it, or maybe you're big Archie Comics fans. Hannah, did you, did
1: you ever read Archie Comics? I think I've read them once. I think my dad had, like, an old flip book of the comics. Okay. <laughs> A so flip book? I don't know if I'm remembering something else.
0: Well, that's that's kind of funny, because that's, like, how I was with Archie Comics, where, like... I definitely remember them like I know I heard the name Jughead I know I heard you know Archie and Betty and Veronica especially Betty and Veronica I feel like I maybe my mom owned some just Betty and Veronica issues of the comic because I know I saw them and I feel like I saw them in like when you'd go to like the dentist as a kid or something and I I flipped through some of them but I never I never really read them so it was it was familiar but kind of like Lord of the Rings I've never seen that but I feel like I know what happens.
2: It's a that's a big time commitment too. I mean, I feel like reading all of the editions of Archie Comics would probably take less time than watching all of the extended Lord of the Rings. It's possible. <laughs> and Kirsten, you actually did read some Archie comics, right? Yeah. So we always they were always around, and you would get them like as a treat at the grocery store. You'd get the new like Betty and Veronica double digest, uh, and so I definitely had, like, warm, fuzzy feelings about Archie Comics. And so when I saw that Riverdale was coming out, I was really excited. I actually am a Day One fan, so... So you watched it? Did you watch it on Netflix?
0: Like, did it come out on Canadian Netflix first, or how did you watch the first season?
2: Yes. So for people who are not up to date on our season three coverage in Canada, we watch Riverdale a little bit differently. Um, So we don't actually have the CW in Canada. So all of the CW shows, a different channel will like buy the rights to them. So in Canada, the Netflix Netflix Canada has rights to Riverdale. So the episodes actually come out episode by episode on netflix which is super convenient
0: wow yeah i don't think we're getting season one on netflix until season one finishes airing
1: you mean three? probably we have so, three. yes
0: season three season one's on netflix you're yes. fine with that go ahead and watch it <laughs> season one and two um yeah so for everyone watching this first episode or if you haven't seen the episode for a long time we'll break it down for you so you may not even have to rewatch it but it aired originally on january 26th 2017 so hannah you saw it i mean you saw it six months after it aired and i watched it a year and a half after it originally aired i don't know why i'm the one leading this podcast <laughs> um,
2: because you're the most professional
0: <laughs> right exactly something like that season one episode one the river's edge first off how do you feel about it not being called pilot because that threw me for a loop
1: i like it when it's not pilot i want it to have a more interesting name yeah, but how do I know it's the pilot? What if there was a season because zero? Because it says chapter one.
0: Yeah, okay. That's the other thing. This whole <laughs> chapter nonsense, I'm not doing that. I, I can assume that it's sort of like an allusion to the Archie comics, except if they wanted to do that, they should have called it like issue one or something. Something I do want to c- clarify here. We are not going to be spoiling anything from the rest of season one, season two, or season three in this podcast. You do not have to worry about that. We will have a spoiler section at the end of the podcast, but we will make sure that we announce that. So for anyone who is up to date and they want to hear our thoughts retrospectively after having seen, you know, the current seasons, then we will talk about it. But for now, we will not be spoiling anything. So this episode starts off with a voiceover from a character who we don't actually even get very much of in this episode, uh, just a little bit of Jughead at the beginning, and our Jughead voiceover from the start. I can just tell you this, and I this is actually something they play uh, at the very beginning of the episode, and this is what drew me in to the show is just the opening scene because I didn't really know what I was going into when I first watched Riverdale. I kind of thought it was, I thought it was going to be a little more light and and uh more normal almost for for cw shows i was picturing it to being a little bit more like your one tree hills or whatever as opposed to being more smallville which is what i think it ended up being
2: yeah i think it's one of those things where a lot of people came in thinking i want to watch hot people be teenagers and then that's not really what it is i mean there is that element to it there are hot people. They are pretending to be teenagers. <laughs> One thing I did really like looking back on this is I feel like in the first few episodes, they really made a solid effort to actually try and make it look like they might be 15.
0: Yes. So, for all of you who are watching this, who like us are in our mid to late 20s, um, the the characters are supposed to be entering their sophomore year of co- of high school. Oh man, college! Of that would at least been better. Riverdale, the college years. I can't wait. <laughs> sophomore year of high school, and so they're yeah, fourteen, fifteen. Like this is not not appropriate to be crushing on in some of your minds, but never fear. For the most part, the actors are also in their mid twenties, so it's
1: okay kj appa was 19 yes kj appa was was
0: 19 and uh lily reinhardt who plays betty was i think 20 or possibly 21 in the first season so she's also pretty young but isn't that how old you are no (laughs) i may be confused my age but i think i've nailed it down i think i'm 24 at this point
1: so, okay. Not 100% sure. Not 100% but...
0: sure, but I'm like 90, <laughs> 95% yeah. sure. Wait, so you're like
1: one year
2: older than Lily?
0: Yeah. Okay. No, she's
2: like 22, right?
0: If she was she 22, 22 when season
2: one. Oh, okay. no, I think, I think no, she was no, like, she's like 20 now. Yeah,
0: she's 22 God. now. So I was trying Whatever. to do you're math, age, but I don't yeah. know when her
1: birthday is. So it's something in September.
0: Okay. Yeah. I stalk her Instagram too. Yep. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so the Jughead voiceover at the beginning says, Our story is about a town, a small town, and the people who live in that town. From a distance, it presents itself like so many other small towns all over the world. Safe, decent, innocent. Get closer, though, and you start seeing the shadows underneath. The name of our town is Riverdale. And our story begins, I guess, with what the Blossom Twins did this summer. And then, like, that opening scene, you get some glimpses of the setting and shots of the river and shots of the school and the closing down drive-in and things like that. But just something about seeing the two redhead Blossom kids drive up in the car and get out of the car and get in the boat, that's what really drew me in, because it was just not what I was expecting.
2: Because it was a little bit incestuous, and that's what TV needs in 2017. (laughs) Yeah, well, 2017 was full of incest, so...
0: That and Game of Thrones and there's probably more. They were probably making um what's the what's the show that was about the books, like City of Bones and stuff? Mortal Mortal Instruments. Yes, that also kind of incesty. So oh, you know Good to know. Like lots all that kind of thing is happening. It's hip. You know, the millennials love incest. I think I didn't know who Cheryl was and so I didn't know what we were getting into with her and I was immediately intrigued. By her and her brother, only to find out that her brother doesn't really say anything, not only in this scene, but in the entire episode. So, yay.
1: Well, something else too, Cheryl. Never mind. That's a spoiler. <laughs> it's well, not like that uh, much of a spoiler, but.
2: Well, we can get to it later. How dare you try to spoil <laughs> our listeners! Um, <laughs> I think, first of all, the actor who plays Jason is so creepy. So creepy. He is terrifying. He does not look good with red hair. (laughs) Does he he not have red hair in real life? I have to hope so. I don't know. I've never looked him up before, but he's terrifying. And then second of all, for the people who don't really know about Cheryl, Cheryl was in the comics and she actually got removed from the comics for a while because she was too sexy. For RG comics. Then she sounds perfect for Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they had to make her the main character in Riverdale because she's the sexiest one.
0: Yeah. So this intro, you you also get a couple other things. You get the whole Cheryl and her brother stuff. And to recap, for anyone who didn't rewatch the episode and forgot, Jason fell overboard in this boat that they were going out on for some reason, twins, 6 a.m. On July Over summer 4. vacation, yeah, I'm like, I did not ever get up at six a.m. in the summer unless I had to for like cross country or something.
1: I had the same thought, yeah. Why? Why is anyone waking up this early? Well, apparently a lot of the town is up at six. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. But
0: yeah, so Jason falls overboard and drowns, and they can't find the body, and so that's the first little bit you get, and you get a couple cam- cameo type things from other characters. You see that who we will later discover are. Betty's parents are there you see Jughead walking around with a camera everyone is at this crime scene by the river
1: which also what does does everyone have like a police scanner and then they just know hey let's go down to the river
2: well and so my perception of that was that it had been a while and they were like dragging the lake again so like maybe it's more common knowledge at that point they've got to be expecting that something else is going on based on the fact that they've now dragged the lake and have not found a body like (laughs) well maybe it's a really fast moving river and it's you know they could be in you know another town by now. Riverdale is filmed in Vancouver and there are actually like stories about bodies like being dumped in places and then they turn up in very very far away um based in that area or there's like a lake there that's technically bottomless and then the bodies turn up like crazy places so. Ooh,
0: creepy. Well, see, I had a much more uh, less creepy image in my mind. See, I was playing frisbee golf with my family this past week. And when you throw a frisbee, sometimes... It lands in the stream, and the fast-moving stream, we were looking for, like, 15 minutes to find that Frisbee, and then we found it, like, four holes down, Okay, it had floated real far away,
1: real A far. Frisbee is a lot lighter than a human body, and he is also a key football player. He's really tall and lanky. Yeah, he doesn't look like a football... Well, I guess he was the quarterback, maybe?
2: I don't know.
0: None <laughs> of these... Like, the kids who were supposed to think are like, oh, yeah, of course they're on the football team. Like, Archie, I've said this before, I'll say it again. KJ appa has
2: abs, but that doesn't mean that he looks like a well, football player. Well, he would player. have to be a quarterback. He's too slender to do anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, whatever. Anyway, so the, the other thing... The last thing I want to say about this intro is that we... I thought it was interesting that Veronica does not start in the town she is a new student a new person moving to this town and we even get a little bit of an intro with her and then we open with the next scene and this is the scene where they're like hello this show is going to be sexy and it's going to be about hot teenagers and yes sometimes they're going to take their shirts off because we get not one but two topless teens
1: right away both genders
0: yeah, exactly. Betty is hanging out with <laughs> Kevin, who is her gay best friend in this show, which is something that I think they added into the comics, uh, rel-
2: what, in the 90s or so? Honestly, it could be more recent than that. It was definitely after I was reading Archie comics, but Kevin is like the first openly gay character in Archie comics.
0: Kevin is hanging out with Betty, and we get the idea they're pretty close friends. And this is like the thing that actually drew me in for my limited. I'm not, look yes, everything in the opening like fifteen minutes drew me. I into thought the you show, meant the topless teens drew you in, and I was like, classic. No, Mary. no, not that. No, Betty, <laughs> Betty, no, Betty, putting her hair in the ponytail, and you like see that? I'm like, oh, okay. Now it's now it's comics because I didn't remember Cheryl from the comics, and so Betty, I did remember, and you see the little classic ponytail, and I knew that we were we were getting a nice little, you know, made for TV version of books, and I loved that. So. I was happy. But, yeah, I, I I don't care how close friends you are with someone. I I don't hang out with anyone. Maybe my sister and just, like, be sitting there in my bra talking to someone. And her bedroom window is all open. The curtains are drawn back. Anybody could see. Maybe that's what she wants. Maybe she wants
2: Have you to see. Have been watching you? Like, what the hell? That's so creepy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, isn't that creepy? I, I just think it's a little it's weird. It's definitely weird considering she's, like, a 14 or 15-year-old girl just, like... Woohoo! Like, does she even need a bra yet? Come on. Maybe. I don't know her life. But yeah,
0: Archie is then also shirtless, and he's standing right in front of his window to put his shirt on. So, apparently Archie has abs now, and he didn't used to. To me, he always has, because this is episode one. (laughs) I would love to see pre-Archie, pre-ab Because there's a few comments
2: where they're like, oh yeah, Archie went through puberty. And I'm like, okay, so... At the beginning of the summer, how tall was Archie? How deep was his voice? How many muscles did he have? I wanna know. But Archie and Betty are meeting up
0: for the what last day of the summer or something like that. And they're they're going to Pops, and we get a really amazing shot of a train going by in the background, like you're through the window of Pops, and I don't know if we ever get that again. I didn't even
1: know we got that the first time.
0: But, well, it's a beautiful (laughs) shot. So go look at it. I don't know. I mean, I know that diner. I know that set is a real diner right by a real train track. But I feel like we should get more of that in the future. It's just a really, really beautiful Can we go to the real diner? Uh, Let's make a trip up to Vancouver. I mean, if you can visit, you know, Forks, Washington, you can probably visit some of these I don't want to visit Forks, Forks, Washington. (laughs) Look, people like Twilight. It was it was
2: a phenomenon
0: for a reason. I'm not saying okay, I never liked Twilight. Twilight.
2: <laughs> I'm saying now I don't like Twilight. And Hannah has a very good point of we should
0: get down to business. <laughs> okay. To not have to recap everything that happens, we're introduced to all of our characters, and then we're going to start our first day of sophomore year. Betty's mom is intense. First thoughts on Alice? Overbearing mother.
2: Yeah. She's so hot, though. And
1: I also... I had watched Twin Peaks, like I watched it last year, but I didn't realize at all that she was the young girl from the diner. But no, she still Alice looks Cooper, exactly yeah. the yeah. same. She's st- so hot; it's crazy. I think she's still attractive, but I don't think she looks exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: well, it's hard because I'm 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 rewatching Gilmore Girls right now, and I also noticed that Machin Amick, who is uh, Alice Cooper, Betty's mom, is also in Gilmore Girls, which I've seen so many times, but I never realized that that was her, and she plays Sherry. Yeah, Sherry, Christopher's girlfriend, and it's it, the thing that threw me off was she, yeah, she she looks the same if you know it's the same person, but at first glance, since I didn't know it was the same person it was the voice. Her voice is exactly the same, and that's what got me, But, but yeah, apparently I've been watching her on TV for years and didn't know it, so Yeah, Machen, uh, she is a great actress at playing Betty's mom, but that is probably... This is also, along with the hotness of Riverdale, this is where you start to realize it's going to differ from the comics, in that all of the parents are a lot more fleshed out than just, oh, happy, everyday parents from the comics. Archie's dad is also a little intense, but in a different way. He wants Archie to start working for him.
1: Well, he already had worked for him over the summer... He just wants him to continue so to work So can for get him. into
2: the office so that he doesn't have to pour cement all summer next summer. Which
0: I feel like I can understand wanting your child to eventually work for you and stuff.
2: But he's 15. Yeah, he, I feel like he's still at the cement pouring phase. If they want him to not pour cement, you literally own the business. Just bring him into the office and start training him. Like, <laughs> it's your company. That could happen at any time. It could. The whole dynamic between Archie and his dad is a little weird. And then
0: we get a beautiful shot of Archie writing music. And did anyone else pause it
2: on the lyrics to look at them like I did? No. Literally nobody else in the world has done that. (laughs) Please tell us. Okay. Well, I would love to tell you what these lyrics are because, let me tell
0: you, it's not a great song. (laughs) Um, The lyrics are... Amen. Hallelujah. Time for the Reckoning. Yes, it is, and then it says time t- times two, so I assume that is, yes, it is, yes, it is. She came right to me, she was beckoning, that rhymes with reckoning oh, does it? earlier. Took me by surprise, summer day when I was hot and tired. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you get. Um, oh, wow. Is, uh, I feel like they have to know someone watching is going to pause it. And go ahead and write some actual song lyrics. What are you talking about? That is the anthem of our generation. Okay, sure. How do you like bro Reggie? Another character from the comics.
2: Hated him. (laughs) You Really? I was just like,
1: this is terrible. Stop it. (laughs) I forgot
2: how much of a bro Reggie is in episode one. What's your secret? How'd you get so jacked? What are you doing at the gym? What supplements are you taking? It's like if Archie was at the gym, you would have seen him at the gym. Because presumably you're at the gym, Reggie. <laughs> also, Reggie throws out when he says, what supplements are you taking? He says, are you drinking some tea?
0: ginseng," <laughs> Which I just really love. Um, so, bro Reggie's my favorite. Uh, he's not mean. He's just trying to give him props. He's like, yeah, you get the cougars or something like that. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was along those lines. I can't freeze frame everything, okay? Just Archie's songmates. Um, Veronica gets a little tour uh, from Betty and partially uh, Kevin. And does do either of you guys have any thoughts on the list Kevin gives of what what there is to do in Riverdale on on the weekends? Oh, doesn't he mention the strip club? Yeah. So there is. Well, okay, maybe it is strip club. I should really watch this with subtitles. I thought he said strict club. Like, hard <laughs> to get into, or something. And I'm like, what's a strict club? But strip club makes Mary. a lot more sense now that I'm thinking about it.
1: Or maybe it was like a strip tease club or something. Well, either way, he
0: says a strict club called the Ho Zone, <laughs> which is just not a the clever ozone name. Layer. Is that a close but no cigar? To what? Ozone. Oh, ozone? But is ozone the name of a strip Probably. club? Probably. Well, then it's
2: not. It may be, <laughs> I'm googling to be ozone friendly. strip club right now, and I guarantee you, it is the strip club somewhere in the world. It's <laughs> happening. Should I put on safe search? I'm going to look <laughs> dangerously.
1: Probably. Oh, something I did want to ask. So Veronica and her mom live at the Pembroke. Yes. And Mary's all about the you know meaning of the name. So does the Pembroke have any significance? Is it something?
0: Sorry, did you find something about the ozone? The stri- ozone
1: is a swingers club in Toronto.
2: Toronto's hottest swingers club. If you were looking for adult couples nightclub, the Ozone is where the party is at. The Ozone has been Toronto's hottest couples club since two thousand and nine. Okay, but is it is it O Space Zone or is it O H Space? It's zone? O Space Zone. But then there's also apparently a strip club called Ho Zone that closed in two thousand and five. So it's just a okay cl- identical name. Interesting. Um, In terms of the Pembroke, what
0: is this asking me questions that I didn't prepare for? Oh, you know what? I think there is something about that. I want to say, and I could be wrong, but I think Pembroke is the town. It's a different town, but that's the town that Cheryl lives in. Yes. It's a different town near... I don't remember where I learned that. I'm pretty sure I learned that from a fan fiction, so I'm going to give real, credit then. to whatever fan fiction I learned that from. No, but I just I just looked it up again, Pembroke Archie Comics, and Cheryl, Cheryl Blossom in the comic books is not from Riverdale. She goes to... She doesn't... I don't even know if she necessarily goes to Riverdale High, but she is from the town of Pembroke, which is near there. So there you go. It's not the name of a hotel slash apartment or whatever, but... But yeah, okay, so along with the strip club called The Hozone, there is a tragic gay bar called Innuendo. At least it's a better name. I I approve of that more. Because here's the thing Ozone is kind of clever. It's got a double entendre. But Hozone doesn't. It's just <laughs> called the Hozone. Friday nights are football games and tailgating at the Now here's my question. It sounded like he said Mall That's a close lot. But no cigar. He definitely yeah. yeah, he definitely did not say Walmart. So I'm going to go Malmart and that'll be our first Close But No Cigar of the whole series, I guess. For those of you who don't know, Close But No Cigar is a little thing we like to keep track of when they come up with clever or not so clever names for brands that are, you know, probably copyrighted just so they don't have to run into that issue. There will be more. Trust me, there are more. <laughs> not necessarily in this episode, but there are in Riverdale. Saturdays are movie nights at the Bijou. Bijou, Bijou, yeah. Um, And then Sunday nights, thank goodness for HBO Game of Thrones. That's where we're at. Exactly. More incest. It's what the teens want. (laughs) Anyway, there are a lot of references in this episode also, and I was like, "What is this?" Gilmore Girls. We got Truman Capote, Blue Jasmine, Our Town, Betty Draper, season two and season five, season one. Um, So. Or maybe it was season
2: one. Whatever. You My, know what? I
0: don't... What is that? Mad Men? I don't watch that. It is I don't Mad
2: Men. Mary, what do you
1: watch? <laughs> Survivor. more
0: Girls? Survivor? <laughs> yeah. Um, I watch Boy Meets World.
1: <laughs> she has all of the Boy Meets World seasons on DVD. I do.
0: I do. I like to re-watch shows, okay? Um, one Tree Hill. I'm almost done with that. I, it's been a 10-year-long mission. One day I will finish that show. Revenge. I watch a show called Revenge. Uh, which you can find on the Kowski Cast podcast. Fun fact:
1: you can't find the show there, but you can find a recap of it. No,
0: right? You can find the recap. <laughs> nice plug. Kevin asks immediately about Veronica's dad, so it's pretty clear people know and Veronica's this dad. This is national is a bad
1: boy. news. Refers to him as the devil incarnate.
0: Right, and then we get Josie and the Pussycats. Okay, thoughts on Josie and the Pussycats for the first time?
1: I love them.
0: I like their sound. It's good. I, I think their their song that they were singing was great. What were their lyrics? I did, did not write down the <laughs> lyrics, but it was better than whatever Archie well, was writing. Um Yeah, I love how they have the ears. I love how their hair is sort of in the shape of the ears be- behind the ears. Love that even more. And I love I love that Josie is holding a guitar but not playing it. That's also fun.
1: <laughs> My... I think one of the funny things is that she tells Archie, my eyes are down here because he's like staring at her or like he he said, she says something about stop staring at the ears. (laughs) Josie calls him Justin Gingerlake and Uh. then Veronica refers to him as the redheaded Ansel Orgut and it's within two minutes of each other. It's like, get that one reference and then the other one comes in.
0: I think Justin Gingerlake is funnier because he doesn't look like either of them, but at least that's a... Better pun Pun. than just saying you're redheaded. I just think calling him Justin
2: (laughs) Gingerlake is a little bit kind to his songwriting and performance skills. (laughs) Um, I don't know.
0: Amen, hallelujah. Time for the reckoning. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. She came right to me.
2: She was beckoning. Took me by surprise. It doesn't even make sense. If she came to him, why is she beckoning? Shouldn't she be beckoning him to come to Uh, her? I want to know. It's time for the reckoning. What does that even have to do with anything? Uh, It rhymes with beckoning, even though that's not what she was doing because she was already coming to him. It doesn't make any damn sense.
0: Let's just go ahead and jump into the assembly, shall we? Which is where we get the flashback that we are referring to in this song lyrics. I I can only assume that these song lyrics are about Miss Grundy, which... Great name. I know that she is a comic book character and I know that she is an older woman in the comic books and not a hot young teacher,
2: but gray haired, like an old, old lady in the comics. But here we have Geraldine Grundy. Geraldine. Ugh. Yes. With
0: her hair in a bun and her glasses and her, I don't know. She's just like kind of awkward. She can't be more than 23.
2: Like She's a baby. Well, I don't know. I mean,
0: does she look older or younger than me? Well, you look young for your age. (laughs)
2: Okay, You thought you were 24. Anyway, I am 24 now. Yeah, but you thought you were 24 when you were
0: 23. Well, well, hell, it happens. Um, Yeah, so we finally see a tiny little bit of Jughead, even though we don't know that he's Jughead yet. But Jughead's there at the assembly along with everyone else. And uh, Twincest is really at its uh, peak here with Cheryl saying he was and always will be my soulmate. So creepy. Uh, You know, I'm close with my siblings, but... They're not my soulmates, and I would never refer to them well, as Well, that's because
2: you don't have a twin, and you, and also you right. don't do
0: incest. So we we get this flashback where Archie, we see his, his beginning, his
2: romance with Geraldine. Okay, I don't want to hear crap about the name Geraldine. That was my grandma's name.
1: Yes. I'm not giving crap. I just think, I think the alliteration is interesting.
0: Well, it's from a comic book, so Archie Andrews, Archibald you know. Archibald and Reginald.
1: Oh, right. Archibald.
0: Reginald. <laughs> Reginald Fairfield. What is that from? Reg, Reginald Fairfield. Oh, that's Boy Meets World. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but Miss Grunby, I gotta say, she looks a lot more like I can understand why Archie's into her when she's in the car. When she's beckoning. For the reckoning. Then uh, Archie chases after her and it's awkward and that's about it. Hermione then comes to Andrew's construction. Hermione is Veronica's mother. I do think they do a really good job in this show of making the parents look like parents to the children. Like, they look similar. Like, some shows are really bad about that. I mean, I don't know. Luke Perry is a little rough, as our, as Yeah, Archie but he's dad, supposed
2: but. to look, like, weathered by his hard life. I buy it, and I will not hear anyone speak ill of Luke Perry. Unless he's, like, actually a bad person, and I just don't know it. If Luke Perry's a bad guy, can someone just tell me so I know? <laughs> I No, he's not a bad guy to
0: my knowledge, but, uh... Fred Andrews definitely isn't so Hermione and Fred come and we we hear that they uh they used to have a little something something. yeah because they literally tell you she's like yeah we used to date for a while
2: it's like oh thanks for the exposition (laughs) we used to have a little
0: something something and she wants a job at Andrews construction firm not sure why she shot sought that out as opposed to like any other Uh, because they used to have a little
2: something something
0: And they talk about how she found it. She found this on Fred's website. I really want to know who made Fred Andrew's website because I doubt he did. I I don't know, but
2: I'm Mary wants
1: to set herself up to uh, create this website if it's not already there. uh, No, you
2: certainly should not waste your time doing that.
0: (laughs) It would be fun. Anyway, I'll keep you posted if I decide to do that instead of making my own website or updating it. We also hear that Archie's mother and father are divorced, or at least separated, and that Mary Andrews lives in Chicago. I'm just going to say that again, for those of you in the back. She lives in Chicago. Okay. That'll be relevant in about two more seasons of this podcast.
1: Um, Oh, God. I think, I don't think that that, what your canon for that... I don't think that spoils anything here. I think we can say that here.
0: Right, based on that one line, I think is where somewhere in
2: the depths of our brain, we decided that Riverdale was set... No, not in Chicago, near... Like, within a driving radius of Chicago. Yeah. Right,
0: and yes. And and now, what, what a driving radius is may be different to all of us. For me, it's 13 hours. For some, it may be 45
2: minutes. So... You know, Definitely. I think it's minutes. more like <laughs> hours. two hours. I feel like is what what two I was kind of yeah. writing.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's fair. so
0: as per the Riverdale recap Kowski cast canon, we may refer to Riverdale as being located near Chicago. And if you disagree with us, that's fine. But you're
2: incorrect. <laughs> that's Mary's referring to. I got a message from great friend of the podcast bryce who is like what is it wrong with you it's clearly in upstate new york i'm from i'm literally in chicago right now and it's not here and i get a free pass because i'm canadian but apparently mary should just know better <laughs> i don't
0: know i mean it's still a pretty long drive from chicago to new york but it's okay We're, we'll we'll move along uh, safe to say, Fred Andrews does not give this job
1: to his old boo, Hermione. Well, and we learn here why Hiram Hiram is seen as a bad guy, because he is on trial for fraud and embezzlement. Yeah, so he's
2: a bad yeah, but boy. H- Hermione's not on trial. Yeah, but she was associated. She would be arrested if she was under suspicion. So maybe she's just better at it, yeah, I guess.
0: Now we're going to flash sideways back to school, where it's still the first day of school, and it's lunch. And everyone is listening to Archie's song and his singing, and apparently it's so good.
1: And by everyone, it's just Betty and Kevin.
0: Well, Veronica walks up and thinks that it's also good, and she's all, what can't you do? And Betty's (laughs) all,
2: we're listening to one of Archie's songs. Oh, sorry, (laughs) guys. I just, during this scene, I had the realization that Archie is already wearing like a varsity letterman jacket, and he hasn't even had football tryouts yet. Mm-hmm. That's called America, explain yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more of a question on Riverdale, which we already know. Riverdale, is.
2: explain yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for any of you who have popped into Riverdale for the first time and are questioning both why we are podcasting about this show, why this show exists, is this show really great – Let's be clear. We don't know. It's it, it's an entertaining show, and I think okay. we're all obsessed with it, but that doesn't
1: necessarily mean that it's good. I will say that once I've started a show and kind of committed, I am like, I'm going to see this thing all the way through. Like, I started Pretty Little Liars when I was in high school, and then I was committed. You know, after a couple seasons, you're hooked, and then you just want to continue, so you you stick with it. But I think this show is pretty interesting. But now, like knowing where we are in season three and coming back to season one, you just you have this thought, of, how did we get to where we are right well, now? And that's the thing
2: where I feel like at every moment of Riverdale from season one, episode one, up to the present day, season three, episode eight, I'm constantly just asking, how did this happen? Who thought this was a good idea? this doesn't make any sense and if people continue to listen they will find that i'm often just complaining that it doesn't make any sense but that doesn't mean i don't enjoy the show oh no it's incredibly enjoyable and it's like when i say it's not good i mean the
0: acting Uh, is good it's fine for the (laughs) most part the you know like the 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 sets are pretty the costumes are great like all that but in terms of structure of like how realistic is it? Is it trying to be realistic? Do they know where they're going with season three back at season one? Probably not. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I don't I don't
2: know sometimes. Yes, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I feel like that's, it makes me and question And I feel like it. that, Mary, is how we connected over this show, is you were like, is it good? Is it bad? What do people think? And I was like, I still don't know. And you were like, let's start a podcast.
0: So Cheryl shows up at the table and she wants Veronica to be a river vixen, which in case you for some reason didn't catch it and why are they talking about vixens all of a sudden, that is the name of the cheerleading squad at this high school. And I, I, I don't...
1: <laughs> Mary
0: loves the name. What's their football team called? I don't know the football team. You mean what their yeah. what's their mascot? Mm, gosh, I don't even know. Are they like bulldogs or something? Probably? Oh, I think it
2: is the bulldogs. Huh.
0: I think they're some kind of dog. I feel like I feel like Reggie probably barked at least yeah, once. Yeah, but in that's this not related like, at yeah. all
2: to anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the River Vixens, which Betty has apparently always wanted, always wanted to be a cheerleader, but Cheryl. It doesn't think Betty is good enough. But she makes a couple comments about like you've got a lot on your plate, like watching Betty eat Betty a is salad. Eating, like, a salad.
2: I also I feel like a lot of the costuming in the first uh, in the first little bit is Betty has a lot of sweaters that are too big for her that they're like trying to make her yeah. look bigger than she really is to try and make it look like Veronica's like the new hotness. Like super skinny, and that Betty somehow is not, which is right. first of all irrelevant. Who cares? um And second of all, is
1: not true. Like she's thin. My my favorite thing about this scene though is that Veronica's a little hurt that she's not more popular, or like in this scene. Oh yeah. And then and then Kevin's like, well. If you got here last year, you would have been. But everyone's all over Cheryl and her bereaved red widow act. Calling Cheryl a widow
2: kills me. Like, (laughs) I was dead. They're soulmates.
0: Well, but not only that, that's so mean. Because, like, Jason is dead. You know, her brother died. I feel like people are, are kind of harsh to Cheryl. I feel like she gets, like, five years of being able to be kind of mean. At least.
1: But she was mean before.
2: It's like she was mean before and now they all have the opportunity to kick her while she's down. And they're like, yes, I'll take that.
0: So how much do we love Miss Grundy and how many of us really wanted multiple scenes with her in this first episode?
1: No, I hate it. No. Teachers? Teachers and students should never, it should never be okay. Which is also, was in Pretty Little Liars. I just think it's so creepy. That is the biggest problem with pretty
2: little liars is the um Ezra situation what what is the age difference if she's sixteen liars? and he's like in his twenties, but it doesn't matter because he's in a position of power. It's wrong, right? I was just wondering if it
0: was the same as uh Riverdale, which is I think like it's, it's sim it's similar ish,
2: but I think that he was probably a little bit older than how we're supposed to think Miss Grundy is.
1: My thing is like she comes up to Archie and is like hey, you don't have a shirt on, you look super attractive, get in my car. And I'm just like, no, why are you, what? Well, and
0: she knows full well that he's a student. And it's a small town, she probably knows exactly who he is. So that's not great. So anyway, Miss Grudney listens to his music, she agrees with Betty and Veronica and Kevin that it's amazing, which apparently they didn't (laughs) read the lyrics. They didn't listen to
1: it it at all, they just saw his earnest face. They didn't pause it and listen and write down all the lyrics that he wrote. So yeah, they were just distracted.
0: Um, and then once again, we find out that they were up also at six a.m. and not just like all these people are not up at six a.m. They're at the river at six a.m. So who knows what time they were? Had they to get up, up
2: all night though. Yeah, like were they there like all night long? Oh, well, that's possible.
1: That doesn't make sense, though, because it's July 4th, so you would think it would they would be up all night long after the day of July 4th.
2: Maybe they're going to nap during the day. They're going um, <laughs> to rally. They're going to nap and rally. Yeah. <laughs> nap
1: and rally.
0: Um, anyway, so they're making out, and they hear a gunshot down by the
2: river. And they just look up. They don't do anything about it.
0: No, but Archie apparently has been thinking about this, and so it's a, it's slightly unclear if Archie is trying to get close to Miss Grundy because they have this secret romance or because they have this secret about being at the lake or the river and hearing hearing this gunshot right at the same time that Jason Blossom was, you know, found to I be just, dead.
2: Or... I don't get the impression that Archie cares about being a detective. What do you think, Hannah?
1: I don't think Archie wants to be a detective, but he feel some guilt about not saying anything and then miss grundy is just like it was fireworks we don't need to tell anybody because she knows if they told anybody why they were there together she would be in some deep crap
0: if the part that i don't get is archie could have just told someone that he was walking by the river and heard the sound why did he need to tell anyone about miss grundy
1: cuz then how you were walking by the river by yourself and you heard a gunshot did you shot off the gun like yeah hey
2: you're right it doesn't have any and then alibi. it's also like why were you there are you sure you weren't with anyone who are you protecting
1: mm-hmm. yeah well okay cuz so, we know how good the sheriffs in this town are
0: so sure hide the truth whatever cheerleading tryouts <laughs> this this episode is all it's over a the place. Mess. it's like ups and downs Right, so cheerleading tryouts happen, and the only good part of the kiss between Betty and Veronica is Cheryl immediately calling it out uh, for how
2: yeah so, cliché okay. it is. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan of the movie Bring It On. And so this was not what yes. I was anticipating cheerleading tryouts to be like, um, because they didn't do... You thought it was going to be like a montage? I-, I thought they would have to, you know, maybe do a backflip. Some Something along those lines. Like, oh, hey, yeah, this school doesn't have gymnastics, so that's why I'm here. Um, but instead yeah. it was just, like, <laughs> some weird walking and, like, arm movements, and we're supposed to believe that Veronica's been a cheerleader before, and then she's like, oh, don't worry, I've got this. We'll kiss, and that'll definitely get us on the cheerleading team. Where in your mind does that, like, come together, that you're like, oh, yeah, we got a kiss. That's what Cheryl wants.
0: Clearly well, just written into the script, So that
2: they could call it out. I do like that they called it out. And be
0: like, it's not that kind of show. It's the kind of show where we're going to call out the stereotypes. That's what they think. It happened. Um, I do love the lipstick on Betty's face, though, and her, like, sheepishly trying to wipe it off. That was pretty fun. Um, And then we get the uh, the fingernails on the palm. Yeah, that was a lot. So our first, it's our first little glimpse that Betty may not be
2: comic book Betty through and through. Because we've seen pretty perfect girl next door. Well, I think it's the the thing where anyone who comes across as like pretty perfect girl next door is actually more psychotic than everybody else.
0: Yeah. So I kind of like that. I just, I can't imagine
2: like gripping my hand that hard to make it bleed. Like I just gripped it a little bit. I'm like, oh, there's a little crescent moon shape. I gotta stop. I think
0: that it's a good introduction to Betty being more than we thought. But it is a little bit surprising that no one seems to notice it at all.
1: Well, because blood drips from her hand, too, right? Like,
0: it's a lot. Yeah. And then, of course, we get the whole stand down between Veronica and Cheryl, which seems to end up with Betty and Veronica becoming on the cheerleading squad. But my whole thought was just, sorry, this isn't a song of ice and fire.
1: I don't um need those references. Veronica says that uh, she may be the reckoning to take Cheryl off her high horse. So maybe that's the reckoning Archie was referring Who's to. Who's
0: beckoning though? <laughs> he, yeah. Oh, what a wow. plot twist! Plot twist. Uh, I'm I'm up for that. Then we finally get a little bit of a background of Polly and Jason. We get mentions of Polly, but we and Jason, but we don't really know what happened with them. Polly, we find out is. Uh, Betty's sister, and it seems like something happened between Polly and Jason before Jason died, and that's partially why her mom is so strict and so
2: and so standing at the the river saying, "I hope he rots in hell."
0: Yeah, there's that. There's that element. um We pretty much know they dated, broke up, and then Polly had a nervous breakdown and was sent to live in a group home, and that's pretty much what we get. I do think it's a little bit weird that Cheryl seems so anti-Polly, considering you would think she would want what's best for her, her brother. All I'm saying is it's not a good foot out of the
2: twin-cest realm. It's just so much. And then we're like, who the hell is Polly? Because <laughs> we haven't heard anything about her up until that point, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then we have football tryouts? I, practice? I think it was tryouts.
0: Sure. Some sort of football thing. Yeah. Um, again, not your typical CW football tryout. Seems like, uh, Archie, no problems on the team. Varsity. Coach wants him to be on varsity, but he lies and says that he needs to work for his dad. And, um, and then the coach gives him Jason's number? That's just wrong.
2: But he already was wearing a varsity jacket. Isn't that a contract that he has to go on the varsity team? Maybe. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how varsity letters
0: work there because, like, at my school, you could there are other ways to get varsity letters without being on a varsity team. Like if you did a sport for 4 years, no matter what team you're on, you would be varsity. Of course, he's a sophomore, so that's not the case, but there could be loopholes. I just still think it's weird that he gave Jason's number. That that should have like, been Yeah,
2: you would think that at the pep rally, they would have had like a big ceremony of like we are retiring Jason's letter, it, not letter number, that it will never come back. You would think. Yeah. So
0: Betty and her mom have another little chat. And I, I love... This is probably the highlight of the episode for me. Um I love Betty dancing and singing in her room. Uh, I've totally done that. Though it's usually more like singing along with angry music. Rather than like happy dancing. But it's a cute scene. I appreciated it. And she's in her cheerleading outfit. And she's...
2: Which again is a size too big. Because they tried to make her look bigger than Veronica.
0: Yes. But it is. Cute. it was a cute scene. And Alice is all i don't want you to be friends with anyone and she's like who do you want me to be friends with you know and we get the girls like veronica and cheryl don't like girls like us girl girls like what blonde girls hot girls nice girls smart girls i'm I'm confused alice definitely doesn't seem sweet like betty so i, I don't really know why she's lumping the two of them in together but i don't know anything with alice cooper really just makes me love happy her. because of how feisty her. character she is so i'll take it and then fred and archie talk about you know him lying and um archie's just a little moody boy he's really channeling his one tree hill chad michael murray and uh yeah college apparently is where he needs to go college will take him to business school now here's my question can't he just study business in college like why does he need to go to separate business school it's a family business like he could just get it handed to him it's
2: not like he needs to go to business school to like I don't know, maybe don't know. he needs the management skills that he would learn in an MBA. That's possible. I think it's a little crazy that his dad would expect him to get an MBA to run a family business. His dad could teach him some of it. He
0: doesn't need to go to school for it, necessarily. Yes. I don't really know how legally all that works. I don't have a family business that I can just take. Anyone who has a family business, so. holler, holler at your girl. Tell us how it works. Do you have to go to business school? Yeah, please let us know. I mean, in
2: Revenge, they definitely imply that they have to go that's to. that's like a school, h- higher stakes business than like a company small local construction company
0: though that's true so we'll see um hannah what did you think of the
1: dance what'd you think of all their their dance dresses and things i thought it was i think it's always interesting when you have a high school dance how unrealistic it looks <laughs> so yeah. they all the decorations look really nice like it's it's still in their gym and, you know, everyone's all dressed up and cute and no one's grinding. Everyone's like two to five feet apart from everybody. Just not very realistic. Yeah. <laughs> to high it, school it, dances.
0: But what's funny is like it's not realistic and yet that's what every TV and movie high school dance looks like. Right. They all look exactly the same, but they're not based in any kind of reality that well, I've ever
2: and known. Here's the thing. Back to the grinding. It's messed up that kids are grinding when they're like 12, 13, 14 years old at these school dances. Like I think back and I'm That's like, man, what the hell was I doing at 14? Nobody should be doing that. I just want to protect them. It's too much.
1: And the other thing, too, uh Reggie, we see him put something in the punch so we can assume that it's alcohol, which I that is also something that is seen and I just don't know how I feel like people don't is. waste their alcohol
2: giving it to everybody else they're gonna take their small bottle of um fireball they're gonna go in the bathroom and they're just gonna tug a little bit of that at a time for themselves and maybe like three to four friends they're not like everybody have some ha 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 like (laughs) i love the image of three to four people splitting
0: an airplane (laughs) no not like an airplane
2: bottle i i just don't know um I can't think of what the that size of alcohol bottle is called in the States. It's called a Mickey here.
1: But you can't sneak that in either. You can
2: sneak a fifth in no, anywhere.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you just need enough loose sweaters, which of course no one's wearing. But That was not my focus in high school, so I think that's also why I'm like,
2: no one's. So, oh, that was not my focus in high school, but now, now I know how to sneak in <laughs> Mickey <at> Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. We do not condone underage drinking on this podcast. Yeah, don't sneak alcohol in anywhere until you're above the legal age to imbibe. Is Canada eighteen? In Canada, it's mostly nineteen, and then in two provinces, it's eighteen. And that's for everything, though. It's for everything. There's different laws for beer and wine. There were for a time. That's the law for pot too. Now that it's legal. Interesting.
0: What, What what different worlds we live in. Our friends to the north. Yeah, so this dance—it's cute. They live in a post-James Franco world, don't we all? Was that a reference? They said. Yeah, they said in this post-James Franco world, can't we be all things? I don't remember the context, but I just know that was said. Oh. Um, what is Veronica that referring probably to,
1: that. though? You know, like know. the James Fra- post-James Franco. What does that mean? I'm-
0: i'm assuming someone knows but not me and then we got um then <laughs> we got my favorite hint by kevin he says guess who i'll give you a hint his name may be moose that's not a hint that's literally his name that's his name you could be like my yeah his name rhymes with goose or yeah. his name is an animal or something but like just oh my gosh his name
2: may be moose but not then a hint. we need I to focus that... more on the second part of that sentence Yes. Yes. Which oh. is but a certain part of anatomy is more like a horse. And now I'm not a scientist, but I feel like um a moose probably has a larger appendage than a horse does. <laughs>
0: um I was not reading that close <laughs> into it. My question was more of how does Kevin already know what appendages
2: are uh, like? Because I'm assuming when he Came on to him, propositioned him. Oh, do he you think we stay down And they were, like, peeing at the urinals, no. and Kevin's, like, just kind of taking a pee. Oh, that's great. That's, that's, no, th- none no, of this totally is good. No, he totally came,
1: he totally came
2: on to him. But, like, I feel okay. like coming well, on to someone can mean different things to different people, and apparently for Moose, it means just whipping it out. I assumed when they said he propositioned him in the bathroom, he meant, like,
0: oh, we were in the bathroom, no one else was there, so he, like, whispered to me, like, meet me by the river. I guess what he did was he
2: chugged down his pants and was, like... Nobody else is in here. <laughs> Beat me by the river.
0: Um, anyway, but there is a really, really great shot we get of, uh, the, it's the best shot of Kevin, like, he's getting dragged away by Betty, but he's leaning back to look at Moose as he gets dragged by, and he's
1: just like, oh my gosh, go back and watch it. It's amazing. I forgot how many good, like, one-liners or, like, quips that Kevin had. <laughs> Kevin's my favorite
0: yeah kevin's a great character um and then cheryl talks about the song that her parents were listening to while she was conceived <laughs> that was sketch
2: <laughs> so <laughs> creepy like, why would they tell you that
0: no i one don't know, wants
2: to know these why details. would they tell you that why would you want it played again now just for everyone because this is an audio podcast hannah made the funniest face when mary said that <laughs> she looked like she literally wanted to die, and I wish you all could have experienced it with me. <laughs> I it's it, yeah
0: I don't know. It, like again, this show is trying to make us think that the Blossom
2: family is not kosher. It's just so gross, and like that didn't seem like a great song to get a, get it on to either. Like it makes like they're probably doing some weird stuff. I I don't even want... Let's not... Let's move along. So then, because this is
0: a CW show, um, there's an after party after the dance, which, let me tell you, I was not allowed to go to dance after parties, which, when I was, they were like sleepovers at, like, friends' houses. It wasn't like a party party anyway this is a cw show so there's an after party after the dance in the high school uh just like one tree hill and the oc and this is like a first episode thing first episodes always have high school parties after some events um reggie is being a bro he's all yes so yes when archie plays spin the bottle like I, i just he's just supporting his pal so when you really look at the conversation archie and veronica have in the closet it's really weird yeah yeah it's basically like is archie into her but he also talks about miss grundy in the closet and and like ask me a question archie stop ending every sentence with archie you don't like we know i get it it's the first episode but we we know that his name is archie he's he's the only redhead besides jason dead We, we don't well jason's dead he's the main character like whether or not you read archie comics or not it's pretty obvious archie is supposed to be our main character and so like all the girls when they talk to him it's question or sentence and then it just ends in archie like no one no one in my life has ever talked to me and while looking at me ended my sentence with mary
1: when it's, it's just weird. the two of you, right? Yeah, yeah. That make yeah, sense. when it's
0: just the two. Like, who else would they be talking to? Right. Yeah, it's
1: you. Something else here too that we haven't really talked about is that um, in this episode, Betty wants to express her lo- long-dying feelings that she has a crush on Archie, um, and she was going to do that at Pops, and then was interrupted by Veronica coming in, and so. Veronica knows that Betty has feelings for Archie. Yes. And at the dance, Betty says, like, I have this vision of us being our power couple. And now that you're on varsity football and I'm a river vixen. And Archie doesn't really respond, just kind of looks at Mrs. Grundy. So they both here know that Betty has feelings for Archie. And it's just this, like, weird tension between the two of them a little bit.
0: Yeah. And, and this is, you know, the comic books are about essentially Archie – having to choose between Betty and Veronica and so I was a little surprised when episode one knowing that I thought Veronica was going to instantly be like the mean girl or or be in opposition to Betty but actually she seemed to kind of hit it off with Betty and just want to be friends and was fully supporting Betty going after Archie and so when they start making out in the closet it kind of brought me back to like oh yeah that's what the source material is about but it it definitely made me like Veronica more, you know, knowing that it's not how she entered the episode, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, and I really like that this show doesn't come in being like, it is Betty versus Veronica. They are fighting for Archie's affections. Um, They don't, like, it is a central plot line in these, like, in episode one. But it's not, like, the only plot line in episode one. And they don't really make it seem like... You know, girl-on-girl hatred. It's more of a, like, this is an Archie problem. Um, and I do really like that.
0: This show could have just been called This is an Archie Problem. Archie
2: is a problem. <laughs> Archie's dumb. Archie I is a problem. hate Archie.
0: Everybody
1: has problems with Archie. Which is why they called it Riverdale. It's not yes. Archie. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, Betty leaves the party. Veronica goes home. She comes in. Her mom is drinking wine. Uh nice, just having a chill, just chill night by herself, and we get both, we get Veronica saying the same line twice in this episode, where she talks about how the the dance was not the Met yeah. Ball.
2: Like, I'm sorry, are we supposed to believe that Veronica's been to the Met Ball, Met Gala? Sorry. Well, do we, yeah, like, why, like, her dad
0: was rich, presumably, but, like, she's not famous, if, you know, I, I don't know if she knows people who are famous maybe she does but like also why were you trying to compare this high school dance to the met ball anyway that is called having your expectations way too high you need to lower those standards
2: that's actually the tagline of this podcast you need to lower your standards (laughs) you're in riverdale
0: (laughs) yes so then then archie goes to pops to look for betty and Pop's Chocolate Shop. And finally, we get some Jughead. I was that promised was my Jughead. my thought. Finally! <laughs> I, I'm looking at my watch here going, there are like 10 minutes of this episode left, and we haven't had any Jughead. So, here's Jughead. We don't understand or know anything about this. All I knew going into watching Riverdale, when I, when I watched it over the summer, I looked up, just like, just general... Which of the characters, because I wanted to know who was created for the TV show and who was actually in the comics. So I just looked up Archie Comics characters, and first thing you see when it says Jughead is Archie's best friend. Okay, so Archie doesn't seem to be real close friends with Jughead, but we know nothing about why they're not friends.
2: Yeah, the only thing that would really tip you off that that's Jughead is that they did like the little crown um brim on his toque, hat, sorry, beanie, whatever. Um which beanie. Yes, we not, we aren't calling them toques well, in America. Well, I'm in Canada. It's a toque. <laughs> um and so they uh, they did that, which is really good because in the comics he wears a crown all of the time, which I assume is like maybe like a burger crown because the other main thing about Jughead is that he loves <laughs> eating, and burgers, and you will see him in the comics with, like, a plate of 15 to 20 cheeseburgers in front of him, and it's, like, he's eating all of these by himself. So, I was really disappointed that we didn't see him eat any burgers.
0: Well, I looked up the whole... I did a lot of research on Jughead and his old crown hat thing. In the comics, it's actually stemmed from a really, really old style that used to be where people would wear these things called whoopee hats, and they would turn them inside out and flip the corners up, and a lot of them would, like, cut jagged shapes into them or put pins on them and kind of decorate them. But it was a really old style. So at the beginning of Archie Comics, when that came out in the whenever, like, 30s, 40s, I don't remember when Archie Comics started, um, it was a style, but then it, like stopped being in fashion, and yet the comics continued with it to where nowadays nobody I knows why it was he's a Burger a crown. crown. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Burger King crown. It definitely looks, in the older versions of the comics, it looks a little different, but, yeah, they, I think they did a pretty good job of being, like, it, it's weird enough to have a kid who's just wearing the same hat every day, so I think that's fine. And it, and it looks good on, on Cole Sprouse with his dark hair.
1: That, that was one thing where it was you know i want so I, like i said in the beginning i watch the show because of cole sprouse and it takes you like 40 minutes to actually get him to say something that's not the voiceover
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and at that point i mean when you first watch the episode you don't even know unless you know who cole sprouse is and you recognize his voice you don't know who's giving this voiceover oh yeah but now we see it is so archie asks you know he, he sits down and says hey can i sit jughead which Made it sound like Jughead is the loner kid that Archie stopped being friends with, like, years yeah. ago. So that's sort of our introduction. And, like, uh, the, uh, the water polo team, the Aquaholics... That's horrible. Real Aquaholics, River Vixens, it's just not great. So Aquaholics, that was weird. Archie is all concerned about how people will be remembered. He. It's a sentimental moment, but it doesn't really mean much because we don't really know anything about Jason or care besides he seems like he was... Cheryl's you know soulmate
1: and anyway. we learned that Jughead is working on the novel about Jason so like maybe that's why he's the voiceover oh that was you know, the episode I thought it was episode two yeah. so that's
2: why the show is like chapter one chapter two because it's like written from the perspective of right. Jughead's book and uh then we get Betty and Archie and
0: Archie tells her that he's never been good enough for her and that he'll never be good enough for her and you know that actually hit home I understand that like though usually in my case I felt like I wasn't good enough for other people, but they weren't interested anyway, so it kind of didn't matter. But the, the, like I can understand feeling like and, and not not in a not in a self-deprecating way, but in a like you're a really good person. I don't know if I'm like as good of a person as you is sort of what I mean by that. But we can already tell that Betty really doesn't like being called perfect, and this has really upset her. And uh, but I, I appreciate the fact that episode one, she's in love with Archie. And by the end of episode one, she's told Archie that she's in love with him. And even though it didn't go her way, at least we don't have
2: to spend, like, the whole season wondering, will they, won't they? And that's what I expected from the show. I expected it to be, like, a whole season of, like, it, who's Archie going to
1: be with? Is it going to be better? Well, because yeah. that's what the comics were focused on, too.
2: Right,
0: right. Um. So then we have the ending of the episode, which really just jumps right into a... By the way, this is a CW teen mystery murder mystery show. So, we find out that Jason is not did not drown or maybe he drowned but he he was shot as well and he shot like right through the head. At this point in the episode, I honestly forgot that he wasn't shot and that like everyone didn't know that because everyone was acting so sketch about his death anyway. Like a drown like a kid drowning is sad and shocking, but it's not something that you choose to write Books about necessarily. You know, they, they, like the whole setup with Jughead writing this book and all the parents down by the river and people talking about it and feeling worried about, you know, should we tell people that we were at the lake on that day? All of that makes it seem like they already felt like it was a murder, like they were already really suspicious. But instead, it's, you know, it's just it does turn out to be a shot but it wasn't that's not what everyone thought it was in the first place
1: i think the reason he would write about it is that he was such a big part of the town you know it's the football player he has a twin um the blossoms are fairly well off i mean cheryl's the one who hosts the party the after party so yeah they seem to be a prominent family prominent family thank you Uh, so i think it's how that Affected the town, right? Because we're learning that's what you know, Duckhead refers to back in the beginning like how the events of this summer will change the town forever,
0: right? So, the town we can assume was a happy, sweet little town that never had anything that went wrong, and all of a sudden, kid is dead, and then to top it all off, kid has been murdered. Well,
2: and I also feel like maybe the original voiceover of the episode was actually written, you know, after the events of the episode, but we just don't know it yet.
0: Right. There's a little bit of that of not being exactly sure when we get some of this narration. Is the narration omniscient? Is it after the fact? Is it, you know, do the the characters know everything that they're saying in narration necessarily?
1: So in something, too, this is one of my theories that I had back when I was originally watching the show, is that, like, you know, since we had such a lack of Jughead in this show, in this first episode you know, is he actually a real person? Like, we see him at the pep rally. No one's talking to him. We see him in Pops, but only only Archie talks to him, and he overhears a conversation that Pop has with the coach. But, you know, it's kind of like he's he's just a, a fly on the wall. He's not actually a real person. So I was like, is he, like, some fake character that's a figment of Archie's imagination because because of how few he was in this sh- uh, episode oh
0: that's fun yeah who you know he's his uh he's his his invisible friend Archie right. would have an invisible he's friend because he's such a loser <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow
1: but wow. he has a varsity jacket before he's even on varsity so he can't be that i just much hate a him loser. so much eh. <laughs> hot take for a uh, for a show about archie <laughs> Not really.
0: Archie's Archie's probably at least in episode one. He's he's my least favorite of all the and characters in every we're episode to. that follows. I think my favorite character is Alice Cooper. My second favorite character yep. is Kevin, and everyone else just kind of goes after that in some kind of list, with Jason Blossom at the bottom, with Archie right above Jason Blossom.
2: <laughs> I might like Jason Blossom better. Who writes better songs though? Oh, nobody writes a better song than Archie Andrews.
0: <laughs> yeah anyway so that's really does it do you guys have anything else to say in the non-spoiler section about the episode that's it's really the first episode it's it's introduces you to everyone sets you up for what the mystery is going to be of the season if you've looked ahead you know that it's only a what 13 episode season and so it's not gonna take you too long to watch the whole thing you know 44 42 minute episodes ish um and it's I I marathoned it so quick. I think I watched the whole first season in a day when I first watched it. So I don't really recall making huge predictions about what was going to happen at the time. Um, Looking back at it, mostly what I noticed was just how it seemed like everyone was suspicious about the, you know, the death before it even happened. But other than that, I didn't really notice a whole lot of
1: new things about this episode. One of the things for me... You know, since, again, looking for, for the Sprouse twin, uh, like, and the, having that lack, I was pretty disappointed, and I wasn't really sure that I was going to watch it anymore, but I'm into shows that, like, hook you, and really with that, like, last mystery turn at the end with, like, the appearance of Jason, and we know that he was shot, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch the next one. But honestly, like, I wasn't super impressed up until that point, but then, like, that mystery part kind of hooked me.
0: Yeah. So I'm I have you with it. Were you hooked on the first episode? I okay, did? I
2: feel like I watched the first episode and I was honestly a little disappointed, but then through talking about it with some other friends, it kind of got me more on board and more excited about the mystery aspect because I didn't I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but it certainly wasn't what we got. Uh and it just it was a lot, but I have I have a close friend who is super into Archie. Like he actually got a tattoo of Jughead from the comics this year. And so talking about it with Mark made it more exciting and it made it, made me want to keep going. And then I would say probably by the end of the second episode, I was hooked. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, I think, I think the fact that they, they did
0: do a good job bringing me in, in the opening couple minutes of this episode and then keeping me want to watch more with the closing so they they did a good job with that and I know first episode pilots can be really difficult just oh, in yeah. terms of introducing you to all your characters and we got a lot of characters and we and we got to know most of our characters like we know something about who Josie and the Pussycats are we know who Miss Grundy is we know who uh, both you know Betty and uh Betty and Hermione and Archie's parents we were introduced to all those we in passing were told that that Kevin's dad is the sheriff and so we we've got some more intrigue there about you know I'm sure that the sheriff is going to be more involved now that we know that it was a murder so you got a lot got a lot given to us but uh that's pretty much it for this episode so we also want to talk about some things we noticed from this episode so just to keep track of the close but no cigar that we found for this episode is mall mart parking lot I'm going to go back and double check put on the subtitles and just make sure that's exactly what they said but that is going to be on our list of close but no cigar. The cringiest part of the episode, I think, we should come up with a definitive. For me, I have two suggestions that I would like to bring to the table. The kiss between Betty and Veronica, I thought was pretty cringy, and then Cheryl talking about the song her parents banged to, I think, um, was also really cringy.
1: Yeah. The, so when we were talking about it before, I thought that the seven minutes in heaven with Archie and Veronica was, was also very pretty cringy. cringy.
2: Um, also low key cringy. Probably not cringiest moment, but when Hermione goes to. Uh, try and get a job at with Fred and andrews cringy. yeah
0: that was that was more i thought that was more awkward than cringy it's, but it i was think it's up there uh, but i
2: definitely don't think it's a winner um i think it definitely comes down to either the seven minutes in heaven with the ask me a question archie and uh cheryl yeah. talking about my parents conceived i was conceived to this song
1: yeah yes when you mentioned the conceiving i'm like yeah that's
2: Well, and like Hannah's visceral reaction to talking about it also makes me kind of lean that way too. Yes.
0: So um, in the future, if you plan on listening to this podcast and you want to uh, just let us know, send us messages on social media about what you think was the cringiest part of the episode. So we can also keep that into take that into account when doing our rankings. Now, another thing that we like to do, which we've been doing with season three, is to rank who was the most normal person this week, because this show as you can expect, is a CW show, it's probably going to go off the rails a little bit. For this first episode, it's a little tricky because more people seem relatively normal. But who do you think was just the most average, normal, realistic person?
1: I think Fred Andrews was pretty normal in this. Um, something else uh, that he did that was like really kind was just that he was understanding with Archie when Archie kind of came clean and said, hey, I want to do music. And he was like, I'm not going to force you to do something that 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 is my plan for you. I mean, I'm going to let you be your own person.
2: Yeah, definitely in terms of the – I feel like that doesn't seem realistic. What kind of parents are like, oh, yeah, do what you want. Come That's on. That's
1: fair. So then maybe Alice, the overbearing mother. Yeah,
2: no. Alice, I don't
1: <laughs> – It's sophomore year. You have to focus on getting into college oh right now. God.
0: The problem is there were some people who were normal. We just didn't get much of them. Like We didn't yeah. get enough of pop tape for me to really – Feel like he? Yeah, w- I feel like Pop award, needs to like um, say something. Football. Yeah. yeah,
2: honestly, is it Reggie? Because <laughs> I don't. Want to. Are you drinking ginseng tea? <laughs>
0: Okay, maybe not that line, but I just I just thought he was so quality. Okay, like we can rule mm-hmm. out Cheryl. I think we can rule out, you know, a lot of people. Kevin was pretty normal, um, except for that whole comment. K- no, them. but I don't
2: think I think that was very normal of someone who just had. He needs to learn what exposed. a hint is. Normal people. Well, know what he hints had just are. seen a really large appendage. Okay,
1: <laughs> or felt. Okay. I don't know that we have. Uh, <laughs> we have. Confirmed that he just dropped his um, In my <laughs> mind, does. it is
2: canon that Moose was just like, Hi, I'm here. I will add that to the canon list. So, canon. Yeah, we like to create our own canon for the Riverdale universe. I don't think this needs to be canon. Hannah's probably right. He probably just felt it. <laughs> okay, I won't add that. But if we mention it
0: again in future episodes, then okay. I will go back and add it. So, um, okay, down, down between Kevin and Archie's dad, who are, who are you at?
2: I like Kevin better, but I don't know if he was more real. <laughs>
0: uh, he he channeled the audience a lot. He th- said what the audience was thinking, so I think that gives him points. I think the main thing that's throwing me off with Fred Andrews is just how much Fred Andrews was expecting of Archie post-college when he's starting his sophomore mm-hmm. year of high school. Yeah, we, and he
2: probably doesn't even realize that his son is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> really bad at songwriting yeah i'm gonna get
0: let's give it to kevin so yeah, kevin keller
2: yeah. he's the first most normal person of riverdale
0: yes and we shall see in future episodes if he stays that way or not okay so we've done cringiest we've done most normal we've talked about everything there So now we are going to start talking about spoilers, so if anyone wants to uh, pop out of this episode, feel free. Uh, You can follow us on social media. I am at Frail Mary on every platform. Kirsten is at Kirsten Said What? I I just never can remember. I like to just check. Um, And Hannah, would you like anyone to
1: follow you anywhere? Yeah, I have an Instagram account. It's uh, H-A-N-N-N-N-A. B E Hannah. Check it out. <laughs>
0: henna. I am private,
1: right. so you know. You know what?
0: I have, have trouble remembering Kirsten's, but I don't know if I'm gonna remember henna. four N's. <laughs> so henna. Okay, Hannah two N's was V-E. taken.
1: So I had to go. Was without. three
0: N's taken? You
1: know, it just, I just didn't seem right. To I have just three. wanna
2: know what were you thinking when you were like, okay, Hannah V is taken. The next step. Add more ends. Like, was there no other option of like adding another word or
1: okay, <laughs> or a number? So when I first made my Instagram account, it was haters gone hate. So it's H eight R Z G O So when I got to, when I started college, I was like, mm, maybe I should change this. So that's that. That's what was going on in my head.
0: Okay, so I have a
1: recommendation. I think you should change
2: your Instagram to Hannah V underscore, just like the Great H Strong underscore. Oh my gosh, people <laughs> putting the underscores,
0: I I can't even see those. That, exactly,
2: everyone will just think she has her name.
0: <laughs> okay, so. Yes, follow us on social media. Feel free to let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, what your thoughts are, both on episode one and let us know what your thoughts are on episode two so we can incorporate those comments and questions into our next episode. That's how Hannah got on this podcast, by giving good comments.
2: Let us know what you think Hannah should change her Instagram handle to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, if someone comes up with something good that's available, yeah, I may change it
0: yeah um feel free you uh, uh you can also check out the revenge rewatch podcast that i do with my sister laura on caskycast.com that's cal with a k and that revenge look we got 12 episodes out there for you to listen to so just something to pop in while you're waiting for more riverdale there will be more episodes soon Maybe we'll fi- Yeah, I'm not gonna make promises, but but I've got some more some more podcast ideas in the work for anyone who wants to check that out. You can also check out my YouTube video that I made on my YouTube channel Frail Mary, like all of my other platforms. If you want to listen to me rant about the crimes of Grundlewald for 16 minutes, it's
1: feel pretty free. good. I watched it, and, you know, there's some quick things in there. You get to see some interesting pictures of Mary a little bit. Sure. Yeah, there are some, some uh, Easter eggs in there. Oh, and Laura's in there, too. She She's starred. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Laura's Laura's in that video a little bit as well. So feel free to check that out if you're interested. I would love to get feedback on that if people were also frustrated
1: with that movie. I didn't even see the movie, and I enjoyed the video. So you don't <laughs> need to watch the movie.
0: You don't need to. You don't need to watch Riverdale. You don't need to
2: watch it then. <laughs> Guys, just do what you want and listen to our podcast. And more importantly, when you're done with <laughs> the podcast, rate and review us on your podcast with five stars
0: on iTunes. Yes, please, please do.
1: Create new accounts and, and rate again. <laughs>
0: it's, it's completely free. It's completely free. It's a great way to help us uh, find new listeners. I want to say viewers, but they can't see us. It's a podcast. <laughs> that, uh, that's pretty much it until we go into spoilers. So if you want to get out now, now's your last chance.
2: Get out.
1: Get it out.
2: out. Leave. <laughs> Leave. Leave. This out. Okay. That's going to be our transition. I'm so excited to hear that every single time. Um. Okay. So. Oh, no. This There was so much in this that I feel like they completely forgot and disregarded, but then there was also some little things that you're like, oh, oh, is this happening? Is this, uh, does this matter for the future? No, because I just remembered that they're from episode
1: two. (laughs) I have, well, I have one. So we learn, like, the soulmates with, uh, Jason and Cheryl, we learn, so in- Uh, The breakfast... No, not the breakfast. Uh, The Midnight Club. club. Yes,
2: I did think about that, but I forgot about it.
1: Yeah, so we learn that uh, Penelope, who is Cheryl's mom, was adopted... And then there was some like arranged marriage with her and I is it Clifford? Yeah. so
2: she was raised as Clifford's sister, but with the intention that they would get married. And I actually was thinking about that. Do we think that Cheryl and Jason were actually twins or
1: was she adopted?
0: Um I think they probably were actually twins, but I she do said wonder... that they were
1: conceived the yes. songs they were conceived so i you know you kind of think I,
0: I mean it's not like penelope didn't oh. know she was adopted like penelope knew so
1: the other thing i is think that
0: that's the case
1: the twins run in the family because we learn that clifford also has a twin brother
0: yes so and then we later find out jason you know uh c- um I was oh, gonna right, say jason right, right, right conceived twins but jason and, and polly yes are having twins as well so there's definitely some of that. It, it makes me more think about were Jason and was there ever going to be a world where Jason and um, Cheryl were going to be n- in some sort of marriage contract or, or were they you know set up for that? I, I didn't get the feeling they were, but who really knows? I think that's Anything a little bit with too much
1: incest for
0: Riverdale. But maybe not. You know. Well, how much incest is too much? Incest? Any incest is I too think much any incest, incest. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> The other thing, too, is I feel like um, there is the additional level with Mrs. Grundy when she is, like, really, like, we cannot go to the cops we could go to jail because, obviously, she has stolen Miss Grundy's identity and she's not the real Miss Grundy. So she really can't get any yes. sort of extra attention on her, which is why she probably shouldn't have slept with a student. Yeah,
0: uh miss Grundy i mean we're we're gonna talk a lot about her when we go through the rest of the episodes in season one um or at least the next couple before she pieces out for a while but i I definitely that was something I think that i i when you're in season three, you think fondly back on season one and two, uh especially season one, and I forgot about Miss Grundy, which is my my to. least favorite part of season one and it it really um kind of knocked me down a peg i was really excited to go back and watch season one and watch the first episode and then i was like oh crap grundy's in this it's
2: she'll be just, murdered soon don't just worry. doesn't make
0: me feel good <laughs> yeah and it, and it really makes you question <laughs> how serious archie and veronica are supposed to be in the future when you realize that he seems to change up who he's in love with pretty quickly
1: mm. oh yeah and we get that too in season three <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yep. So, so I took some notes on a couple interesting things that I noticed throughout this episode, mostly Easter eggs or discontinuities, that kind of thing. Um, So they say Boy Scouts here in this episode, but every other time that Dalton Doily and the Scouts are mentioned, they're called Adventure Scouts. Uh, I wonder if they had some, you know, feedback from the Boy Scouts of America or whatever, telling them that they didn't want to be used or if they just didn't want to risk that. But in the future that will be a close but no cigar just not
1: yet and why didn't they just go ahead and like change it the what's it called the audio recording where you do the over voice like c-
0: oh um cdr something yeah, it's like a adr, ADR. Or something, something like that i something think it's like that. that yeah
1: why wouldn't they just change the recording when they did the i ADR? don't know you
0: would think because it was just in in voiceover so i'm not sure but
2: it um that's something that it's, I noticed. Also, they mentioned. Sorry, I feel like there's just lots of little continuity things at the beginning of this show. Yeah. So,
0: well, th- this episode definitely seems to not really feel like it needs to. It needs to change the names of stuff because they they mention Uber by name, and I'm pretty sure in the fu- in the future they change that or, or use something else um, instead of talking about Uber. Um, but you know, despite the ending of this episode. Uh, especially the Betty scenes, make it seem a lot lighter and happier than it turns out to be later on in season one. And especially in season two and three, the show gets, I think, a lot darker. Like, there are definitely dark themes, but the whole thing, you know, as a general for season one, seems happier.
1: I think it's their way of hooking you in, because even when... It was first coming out, I think, that it was seen as a darker version, like a murder mystery, darker version of the Archie comics.
0: We're also, we were talking about Grundy, we were talking about Veronica and how Archie, you know, moves on really quickly. Not only that, but Val, Valerie from the Pussycats, were already getting a couple, there were a couple looks between the two of them in this episode. And some, we saw a little bit of Valerie looks to be a little bit interested in Archie and that's going to pay off pretty quickly. I totally
2: forgot about that.
1: I forgot about that too. So many yeah, things yeah. that just, it's been, well, so I guess a year and a half since I watched the first season. Because once it was on Netflix, I watched it pretty quickly. But Oh, you've never gone back and seen it mm-mm. since you first watched yeah, it? Yeah, oh, wow. I also yeah, never gone back. Oh.
2: Well, I, I'm a big, <laughs>
0: I I'm a big a rewatcher <laughs>
2: myself, uh, Mary, but this is not something on my list of rewatch just to rewatch.
0: Well, I was holding off rewatching it really by myself in order to do this podcast but I I have been sort of re-watching it in order to watch it with my sister and my mom um because I I feel not completed unless I can share something with other people and so you know I really wanted them to watch it, but my sister and my mom were not necessarily always free at the same time, so I've had oh to God. watch
2: some episodes multiple Why do you times have to be present the when other. they watch every episode? They,
0: because I'm living vicariously through them. I like to see reactions, and also my family, which I think if you've listened to the Revenge podcast you would know about Laura is she doesn't necessarily take everything in the same way I do and I, I have to answer questions sometimes about you know who's that what's going on okay um,
1: but I also watched a show with you and you were constantly asking questions as well <gasps> and it was okay. very Ooh, hard for me to know which questions I was supposed to respond that's a to that's
0: different that's a different topic because that was a horror film or horror show and I was closing my eyes for a lot of it and I just wanted to know things that were happening
1: also if anyone hasn't seen it the haunting of hill house is a great show and you should definitely watch it
2: it is on my list i've heard really good things
1: i loved it
2: yes there may or may not be
0: some things in the future podcast related that i am contemplating so more on that later i will hannah's face is looking very excited well we'll get back to i want you bit.
1: to watch it mary <laughs> i answered all your qu- well most of your questions i didn't answer one of them
0: uh do you guys remember season one back when the show cared about the parents having jobs remember when the parents <laughs> mary, had oh jobs my oh
2: my god
0: <laughs> remember when it was actual plot point that hermione didn't have a job <laughs> and that she needed a job if
2: only they treated characters in season three. Because with the same in season respect. three, they don't have time for the petty nonsense of needing work. They're like, there is. They talk constantly about how how Veronica needs work, and how
0: Veronica
1: has three jobs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what's and, and, the third and, job? And I still don't that know. A job. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh that was something that I was thinking fondly of. AKA, it also, or, or you know, it just. It also made me feel, oh, I see you've put a tooth on. Th- we don't need to <laughs> talk
2: about it. I'm just, my ears are cold.
0: Um, So, every, uh, the cheerleading outfits are so much more wholesome in episode one as well. Long sleeve so, turtlenecks. I shirts. think this goes
1: back to the fact that they were filming in Vancouver and that the actresses maybe hadn't adjusted to the temperatures there. Oh, no and way. they were maybe being kind.
2: No <laughs> way. And Vancouver's warm. Really? Compared to the rest of Canada. I. I watched
1: their Instagram stories and they seem to be pretty miserable. If you're used to Southern California, I feel like Vancouver would be cold. Well, they need to toughen
2: up. I think <laughs> I Well, they do. They toughen up by I, season 3 when they're I think are more showing. so than that though. Uh the early seasons, they were trying to really project more of like Archie Comics visuals even though they were that's fair. really veering off from the plot. They wanted it to look like this is how it is. Maybe they were cold, too, but they need to toughen up.
1: Well, and part of it, too, is the nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're, you are you want to get people hooked on the show because they have some sort of nostalgia for their Archie comics. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, how does knowing that Alice was a serpent make her seem, like, I think she seems even more cruel in this episode, knowing that she had, like, a completely different childhood. I mean, she's clearly overcompensating and doesn't want Betty or Polly to end up anything, you know, like, like how she lived. And we got a lot of that in the, um, the flashback parent episode in season three.
2: Yeah, it's wild to think that she's, and she's like, yeah, they don't like girls like us. And so what she means, like, serpents slash not- as rich or...
1: I think it's the the flashback. So from the flashback, we know that they had some tension between them, specifically Penelope. I mean, Alice and Penelope get in a fight, and that's the whole reason they're in detention in the first place. So there's obviously some kind of tension there. And even though they become friends by playing G&G, they don't really ever... I don't think that they ever actually like each other in some way yeah. because they just go to back to hating each other after it's done
0: yeah betty and archie in this first episode i think is the closest we get To the comic books, he's not a good date. He, you know, he's interested in a lot of other women. Her wanting to be a housewife, things like that, you know, is probably, because pretty much right after this, you know, we're going to start getting more and more dark Betty and more and more, you know, Betty wanting to be a serpent and being cool and, you know, hanging out with Jughead. And that's very, very different than what we get in this first episode. And I can't wait. Yeah, I think out of everyone, Betty is the one who changes the most from where she is in this episode to where she is you know season three i would say
2: oh definitely maybe
0: jughead you could you could argue jughead too but he he was
1: always get much of him yeah
2: it's like we don't even really know who jughead is yet to know that he's going to
1: change plus where jughead is right now in the mid-season of season three he's kind of crazy so i think that that's not normal jughead as you guys have alluded to
0: yes yeah, it's weird seeing them hanging out in the Blossom House when a few episodes later they will talk about the Blossom House as the house that everyone avoids. So I guess everyone didn't care for this after party. And then, you know, m- like less than a year later, they, they have a pool party at that house and it's all burned down. The pool and is still fine. I, like, ugh. Memories. Yeah, it's good times. I, I do love, I love that, that set though. It's pretty it's a fun. It's um, Jughead and Archie not being friends. Uh, though we definitely get a lot of ups and downs with them over the next two seasons. I I, I never... I, that's the one thing that I think is missing from the whole show is that we never really get Archie and Jughead being friends. Like, there's there's always some tension or... or like, you never... You don't get a
2: whole lot of scenes of the two of them just they hanging They always out. have such like separate plot lines.
1: Yeah. They also... Jughead goes to live with him for a little bit so they do hang out some there
0: okay you're right there is like one shot in the episode where it's Jughead's birthday and you know Fred Andrew walks into the room and they're they're like playing video games or something that is like the only time we get pretty much all the other times you might get a couple clips of them walking to school or whatever but most of the time they're talking about like their respective girlfriends or they're fighting or hey don't be with the serpents or I'm starting a club to murder the black hood or whatever you know like there's a lot of random how man this show just gets it gets weird. and it
2: gets um, weird so fast and then it gets so yeah. weird as time goes on
0: yeah kevin is the other one physically i think he looks the most different in season three he is really a lot more muscular and like seems to have really bulked up by season three he i just was thrown off by how um trim he also was in this season considering the fact that he's unlike you know kj appa he's not a 19 year old he's 24 or 5 probably in this season really so, is he the oldest or maybe uh, i want to say Sprouse. that actor casey Cott. let me look him up uh casey Cott is 26 now so he was probably oh, he's 24 he age. is not the oldest the person who yeah the person who plays josie is the oldest oh, in terms right. of the kid class she's like 30 yeah so she's the oldest in terms of the children but casey Cott i think is second and then Madeline Pesh is a f- Madeline Pesh and um Camilla Mendez are both i think like 23 24 around well, that age. Well, that's the same with Cole Sprouse
1: so. cuz he and oh Cole Camilla Sprouse might even be older. He might
0: be like 25, I don't
1: remember. Fun fact, Cole Sprouse and Camilla Mendez went to NYU together.
0: Yes. 26 Cole Sprouse is also 26. So him and him and um Casey Cott. Oh, wow, their birthdays are really close. Fun fact, they're only four days apart wow that is really what close. day he could almost so, be yeah.
1: the Sprouse triplet
0: oh my god yeah um cole Sprouse <laughs> is august oh. so august 4th and august 8th so um cole Sprouse is august That's 4th wow. yeah so he's he's four days older mostly that was pretty much all i had written down the real thing i wanted to talk about was there's so much more realism back in season one because the plots were simpler yeah Um, you know i mean the plot of this episode was introducing you to everyone but overall this season the plot is who killed jason blossom and that is the plot for the whole season there are other things you know with the coopers versus the blossoms and jughead writing a book and jughead's father and, and stuff like that and archie playing music and miss grundy but for the most part there's one main mystery and that's what centers around Every, pretty much every person. I would say with the exception of Archie. Archie gets involved in the murder mystery the least out of every character. He has his own stuff going on. But they should really reevaluate that for season three. About, you know, when you look at season three, there's so much stuff going on with the farm and the G&G stuff. And um, the drug deals and the the um going to sisterhood sisterhood of the quiet mercy i cannot stop saying that sister
2: but i also feel like all of those storylines in season three are now kind of coming together more and so it is kind of the same thing where there is just one main plot but they just did a much better job of disguising it uh in the future season yes yes
0: but the downside is since there were all these different plots, like, they they might all come in... I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not going to get wrapped up. I do think they'll get wrapped up. But what's happening is because each of the separate characters has these big plot lines that they're doing themselves, we miss out on a lot of the smaller, more everyday things that make the show realistic. Like we don't get information about their relationships. We, you know, we see Archie and Veronica and they're either getting it on or they're breaking up and we don't get any normal everyday stuff and so when they say things like oh I'm in love with you we have nothing to really back that up with because we don't get any any realism to that um, and you know it, we've mentioned characters not seeming to know what other characters are doing for weeks and not caring and, and you know what parents are doing and what their jobs are we don't get any of that and so we just don't know Mary what's just going wants on for dads to have jobs. I do <laughs> anyway, so do you guys have any other interesting things to compare to the other seasons? That's pretty much all I have. I feel like on. it's
2: pretty basic from the first episode because it was just so much time introducing us to things. I think that one thing is that this episode was a lot more kind of wild and all over the place. By the current season, the sh- it's a little bit more straightforward. Do you, it doesn't just, yeah. like, cycle yeah. back and forth wildly.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of, like, here's what's happening in school. Here's what's happening with, you know, like, we we get introduced to so much in this episode, but we don't really get a whole lot of information. Like, I would say the Jughead stuff is the stuff we get the least information about, and we just don't know what's going on with Jughead or who he is. If, if you didn't know anything about Archie Comics, you don't even know that Archie and, and Jughead were friends. Yeah, you're you like, know? who's you're Jughead? Just, like, you probably think he's this loner kid, He's an imaginary like friend. Said. Yeah. And so now for the people who are all caught up with season three, I have a special little segment that I just want to throw in here. Completely unrelated to Archie, but very related to Mary and uh, the Kowski cast. So
2: um, here is the update on my bag of jelly That's beans. That's definitely a new bag of jelly beans. So Mary has a new bag of jelly beans. It looks like a new variety of jelly bellies. It's quite a few jelly beans. There, There are some new ones. But, um... Looks like there's some rupees. Like, if you had to guess how yeah. many jelly beans Bluebears are in there, are there, how many would you guess? For, like, if this was a contest.
0: Oh, I'm really bad at this. But I would say that there is... I 300. Um, I, oh, oh, wow. That many? I was gonna go, like, I was gonna say, like, 250-ish. Okay. So, somewhere between 100 and 300 jelly beans. I'm not going to count them. What? Up. Um... I'm sorry. We could spend the no, next 20 minutes me counting jelly beans. But that's just a nice little jelly bean update for all of you, because um, Jelly Bean, the character, has been recently introduced into Riverdale Season 3. Um, I'm making a fake tie-in right now of why that was relevant, but, uh, you know. Mary
1: just really likes talking about jelly beans, and that's I fine. do.
0: I just think that people, like... I like to give some realism about my own life, and that's the kind of thing Mary eats a lot of jelly that beans that people okay, want to know, and there is nothing wrong I with do. that. There's not. There's not. So uh, that's pretty much it for the spoiler section that we have. Um, please give us suggestions of anything you would like us to talk about. Uh, if you if you notice interesting things about the show in relation to season three, I promise at some point I may or may not stop talking about uh, the parents not She's having not jobs. She's not going to stop like- until they get jobs. <laughs> Well, FP is not even in Riverdale at this moment. Neither yeah. is uh, good old Cole oh Sprouse. God. Sorry, so Cole, we miss you. We'll find out what happens, right? We'll find out what happens to that. But maybe they can start working at the Chop Shop oh with uh, the rest of the Jones clan.
2: A family bu- They can't we'll do a see. family business. They haven't gone to business c- school yet.
0: <laughs> You're right. They they haven't gone to business school, so their family business is unofficial oh okay. at best. Anyway, well, thank you all for joining us. That's all for this week. Uh, we will probably be back next week and the schedule might be a little bit different release-wise and once we once we get back into season 3 we'll have to factor in uh let us know if you would like, you know, two episodes a week, you know, one one season 1, one season 3. We'll have to figure out what time recording works for all of us, but but thank you for listening. And uh that's that's all we have for today. So everyone have a great rest of your whatever time it is you're listening to this. Have a
2: great life
1: is this where we stop now
2: it doesn't even make sense if she came to him why is she beckoning you know the millennials love incest